When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Use promo code DMVR for a first deposit match up to $100. Oh, yeah. Ryan is uh, out twerking. <sighs> what is he even doing? Crazy. I don't know. He just sparks all his Twitter drama then runs away. He's flying out of town? He's in Phoenix. Like flying like a Phoenix. He's <laughs> rising like to. one, yeah. <laughs> so is he going to be on the show tomorrow? Uh, that is to be decided. <laughs> Tune in and find out, I guess. That's <laughs> what a go. great spoiler for tomorrow's show, yeah. Um, I think I might have to cook something up for tomorrow. Love it. So we'll see. Sounds great. Uh, what's up, chat? What's up, Dre? How are you? Oh, man, so good. <laughs> what a great day. <laughs> Awesome. Just another <laughs> calm day on Buff's Twitter. Um, <laughs> our long national nightmare with a showdown never over. Something about that Colorado-Colorado State game comes up every single week, I think. I love it, man. It's pretty wild. Can't get enough of it. Pretty wild. We'll get to all that. Um, let's actually talk about the Buffs first. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, it is portal season. It's recruiting season. We are six days out from early signing day. We are a little bit less than halfway through this initial 30-day portal period. We've had some commitments, and we are gearing up for a pretty big weekend of visits this weekend as well. Yeah. So let's power rank the positions. Okay, let's do um, it. I've broken them up into 11 positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive tackle, interior offensive line, interior D-line, Linebacker, cornerback, safety. That's 10. Beautiful. What am I missing? Edge. 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 There you, we go. Yep. There you go. Great job. Great so there's job. our 11. Beautifully done. Um, What do you say? We start from the mo- best position or the worst position? Best. Best position? Positive first. Okay. I think Coach Prime would agree with you. You're right. He's a positive first kind of guy. He is. He's a great Speaking man. of positivity, just great stuff on the Prime documentary. <laughs> Thank you, man. Just great stuff. Great stuff. It was fun. Yeah. Um, Ryan's all over it. I know. He's like the narrator of the whole thing, basically. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Wild. What a time. What a time. What an a thunk it. What yeah. a thunk it. We are still living in this crazy timeline. Does Alyssa make it in there? Um, I don't think Alyssa made it in there this season. We'll okay. have to get her in next season. I mean, if you look for her, you'll see Alyssa in the background on a lot of us stuff. She's definitely in there, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Anytime Prime's walking into a presser, I see Alyssa. Yep. It's like, oh, there she is. 
That's right. That's right. All right. Let's start with the strongest position in need. Immediately, my mind goes to wide receiver. That's where I go right off the bat. Over quarterback? Um, I mean, I'll throw quarterback in there just for Shador, of course. But, but have, the depth. We don't have another scholarship quarterback besides Shador right now. That's not great. Not great. That's not great. But, we, I mean, I guess Ryan Staub, actually. So we do have a scholarship quarterback. But yeah, don't don't forget about Played great RS. in the, the final game. But it's he did. Colton Allen and Gavin Cold after that. Colton Allen, what was the last name? Colton Allen and Gavin Cold. K-U-L-D. Boy, when you say those two <laughs> names back-to-back that fast, yeah. something else. It did something to my mind. Okay, yeah. You All think right. wide receiver, a top, and that's with Zagon and wait and see. I mean, their best receiver still on the team and Travis Hunter. Correct. Uh, Jimmy Horn's coming back for his senior season. He is. We have Omaria Miller, who had a great game uh, against USC. Didn't really do too much after that. But All-timer. I mean, we got from Snoop. Yeah, and we got a factor in guys like Cam Michael and Draylon Miller. Caleb Mathis. Caleb Mathis was making plays late in the year. Um, Terrell Timmons just came <clears throat> in as a transfer. Right, then the, athlete, the athletes can be factored in there, too. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver number one is what I say. Yeah, I guess that's that's correct. That is correct. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of conflicted on the offensive line, though. Because... I bet you are. I look at the names and I go, well, this is much better. But we, of course, haven't seen them play yet. Yeah. So the question is, how high do we rank them? Well, and the real question is, where, how high up on the list are the interior offensive linemen going to land... And where are the offensive tackles going to land from mm-hmm. there? Yep. I think it's too early to talk O-line, though, right? So then... I Is it wide receiver, quarterback, and then we start talking secondary? I might even say running back over quarterback. The ultimate McCaskill coming back. Really? Dylan Edwards. Um, we got Michael Welsh coming in. And then Savion Wilkerson still has eligibility, I believe, but... I don't really know what his situation is because he was presented on senior day. He might just be graduating. I don't know. Super quick side tangent. Go ahead. Early in the prime series, they're talking about (laughs) what they're looking for in running backs. Yep. He mentions more stocky build. He doesn't want tall running backs. Mm -hmm. Alto is 6'1", kind of an upright runner. I know. Did that, that made you raise a brow, huh? I mean, maybe a bit. I, he loves Alton, though. But we also saw how much he used Hank and how he used Savion Wilkerson later in the year, which fit that mold. Does and, fit the mold. And then and Mike Welch, the running back coming in, fits that mold as well. Certainly Dylan fits that mold. No, uh, well, I mean, he's Darren Sproles type. Well, like, you but can't he's even not like, see him behind the line. Right. He's short, but he's not like thick and stocky like the other guys are. Correct. I'm you guys and your Dylan corrections to me. Like I haven't watched the kid play football. Like I haven't broken down football for a decade of my life now. You and Ryan, come with some respect when I make Dylan comps, okay? Jeez, Louise. Do we just go Shador number two then? Quarterbacks number two? I mean, he is the best player on the team. Also, Ryan Staub showed you like you're not lost on a road game in Utah. Okay. 
could do a lot worse than that. So let's go quarterback number two. Don't you think they'll two. get another scholar transfer in the mix just for depth too? They had someone visit last weekend, a quarterback from yeah, Kentucky. So I think it'll improve. It's between that or running back. Yeah, I think I think quarterback is so much more high end mm-hmm. that yeah, I think it surpasses running back for me. I would make an argument for quarterback over wide receiver, but really, okay, okay we'll we'll go back at the end once we have a whole uh, chart and we can move guys around Let's or positions it. around. Uh, next position. I mean, again, I look at cornerback just because Travis Hunter's there. Travis Hunter carries a lot of weight, no doubt. And then I look at the safeties as well, just with Shiloh, yes. Cam. Yes. Uh, Slush had a great first game against TCU. Didn't really see much after that because he got hurt, though. Trevor still? Trevor's there, but I don't know if we consider him a linebacker or a safety at this point. To me, he's in the rotation for the safeties. Okay. His OG position. So do you want to go safety or do you think running back maybe? And then Salmon Craig. So here's the thing. We're ranking needs right now. We're not ranking best position. Well, kind of best positions. So here's where I... Higher upside from the running back Uh position. That They have a greater opportunity. The guy's already in that room at present. I'm not counting Draylon or anything like that to pop more than the safeties do. Safeties are, it's an older group. I uh-huh. think their ceiling is a smidge limited. Their floor is super high, though. Yeah. And you can really rely on them as kind of like the one reliable unit in that defense. Right. You know, with Travis. But that's not a unit. That's one player. So wait, cornerback or safety then? I think it's... Then you could make a cornerback, though. I might make an argument that they have even higher upside than the running back room, right? <laughs> yes, you could. But cornerback is a bigger need than running back or safety because I think you need a couple more guys to plug and play a smidge sooner. Mm-hmm. Running back, a little on the fence. And safety, it's like, well, if there was that guy who could really raise your ceiling... I'd be in, but it doesn't feel like much of a need. Like, I think they're more more or less in a pretty good spot at safety. Right. So need-wise, safety is next. If I'm ranking positions, though, I'm probably going cornerback, running back, safety. Position power rankings. Position power rankings. Strongest position to the least strongest position. Okay. Give me cornerback at three. Okay. We'll take cornerback at three. Yes. Okay. I mean, you have two five-stars. Um, you've got Omari and Cooper who kind of disappeared some point through the season. Yeah. And then guys like Jaquez Robinson, Carter Stoutmeyer who played a bunch last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remain a breed love guy. You're still in on breed love. Of course. All right. No, just, just the positions. You yeah. Yeah. Just the, no ones, no ones. Okay. So second or fourth, I guess then. We're between running back and safety. You, at safety, you also have Jaden Milliner Jones, a young freshman who came in and played a lot later in the season. I might go safety over running back at this point. Just because I think there's a little uncertainty still. I mean, we know yeah. Alton's going to be yeah. another year removed from the injury. Yes. He got through this year healthy. No, so, I mean, there are some unknowns in that running back room, even though we feel pretty good about the upside that, mm-hmm. like, we love the upside they bring, but it's, it's far more unproven than the safety unit. 
By far. Yes. Okay. Running back at five, then, Alyssa. It's positional power rankings, guys. Positions that are the best from one to 11. That is what we're doing. I broke it down well, though. Yes. Huh. That was a good question. Are we ready to throw in the interior offensive line here? This is where you can start talking about them. Um, well, who would even be the other units in play? I uh, don't even consider defense anyone on the defense now that we got the DBs out the way. Mm-hmm. Tight end, definitely not. No. No. So it becomes interior O-line or exterior O-line, better known as the offensive tackles. <laughs> yes. Definitely give the edge to the interior O-line. You have a five-star in Jordan Seaton at Big the tackles, C. though. I was Big so C. disappointed in your draft. You had him third. How no, dare no, you? That wasn't a like, draft. I, I that wasn't a, a draft, bro. I called him a transcendent talent. This, These were the... <laughs> those were the players we were most excited to see Next How could season. you have him at three? You don't like you don't like Ryan and O like tape playmakers, anymore. bro. That's Damn why I had Draylon Miller at number one. You have always been my wide receiver yes. and secondary guy. It's I stayed true, true to it's me in true. that one. It's true. I just it must be old age. All I want to <laughs> do is watch O linemen, dude. I don't know what it is. I that's how I know I guess I'm not there yet. Yeah, I, I haven't good for you. Good I'll watch him. I enjoy it. Good but for you. It's not my uh my favorite. I love it. Good. All right, let's go interior offensive line. Let's next. do it. Come on. Come on. And then do we do OT right after that? Because I kind of think that's how it goes. Yeah. It's I'd... basically the cornerback safety discussion we just had. Mm-hmm. Now, the corner opposite Travis, you feel better about the options there than you do the offensive tackle starting opposite Big Seat. I mean, you have Savion Washington. You have a returning starter. Could do a lot worse. Right. And then uh, you have Khalil Benson. The Indiana guy. Yeah. Right tackle at Indiana. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's huge. Um, I mean, Tyler Johnson's played all over the offensive line. Matthew Bedford, who we talked about yesterday, has played at literally every offensive line position but center. Yeah. TJ or Bedford make a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. the UTEP kid makes most sense moved inside that center, right? He's an interior guy. Yeah, well, I know yeah. he was like left guard at, yeah, over yeah, there, yeah. but... Moving him to center probably makes them just like looking at their frames and mm-hmm. stuff. But you do have a guy on the roster still who started one game at center last year. That's Hank Zelinskis. And he came in for Van when he got hurt in the Utah game. Big Hank did his thing. He played pretty well. When he times. came in, he did his thing for sure. Oh, yeah, fair point. Okay, so we're at eight now. Yeah. Um, this is where things get dicey, Dre. We left, we have linebacker, defensive line, and uh, tight end. Tight end and edge. That's what we're at. I, I think it's My linebacker. goodness. It gets pretty rough. You can see what, why we're focusing on defense this weekend in the portal. The case for linebacker being? The case for linebacker being you get Levante Bentley back. Yeah. Um, Brendan Gant, who didn't play too much last year due to injury. Demoy Kennedy, same thing. No, then, I mean, just with Demoy, Bentley, and JB alone, Yep, you're probably in a good spot. And then Trevor is kind of half foot into this room, half foot into the safety room. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. shit, I think you're right. It has to be linebacker. So linebacker at number eight. 
I mean, I don't even know how we're going to get through edge, D-line, and tight end, man. It, it like, gets really rough. Like, Just list the ones you feel good in any of those three units right now. Bishop? Bishop, um, Mari McNeil played well last year. Yeah. You're getting some young kids on the defensive line and Brandon Davis Swain, who's a four-star. Eric Brantley is another Georgia kid. We don't know what Omar White's situation is still. I might go defensive line. Yeah, it's probably interior D-line then. It's probably interior D-line. Um, and then just like completely need to rebuild the edge and tight end rooms. Pretty much. So I'd go D-line, edge, tight end. That's how I'd round it out. D-line, edge, tight end. Well, now they've at least made some additions in the portal at tight end they, already. That is true. Shaman Mateer. Again, we haven't seen him play, though. Sure, but name, name me one edge you feel good about going into the season. Arden Walker. Okay, yeah. Yeah, coming back. Mm -hmm. Most badass-looking buff in a jersey last season, I think. Arden oh, Walker. Oh, he's got great uniform aesthetic. Oh, oh great uniform aesthetic. Um, McClendon mm -hmm. declaring for the draft huh? yesterday. Yep. Three edge guys have declared for the draft from this team. Yeah, JD as well. Dominic's going to be in. Taj Austin. Taj Austin. Right. I mean, just just on... I don't know, though. I mean, you're splitting hairs there between I, the, the Cincy tight end and... Yeah. I oh. mean, Shaman Mateo is a four-star talent in terms of transfer rating. Started yeah. four games last year. Had like five touchdowns. He's done his thing, just not in a full-time role yet. You just need one. That is true. Edges, you do need like four. So edge and tight end is what I say. Where are we at? Uh, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And edge. edge and then tight end for the last one. Yeah. And just for the record, I would have swapped those, but I think that's okay. It's your show. I think the graphics <laughs> should represent your... We'll talk about it. Taj Alston does also have great uniform aesthetic. Any movements you would do here? Anything that really stands out to you that doesn't look right? I might even consider moving interior O-line up, just with the experience that they have there. <sighs> Who would you put it above, though? I'd at least I'd consider going over running back at least for sure. Safeties, I know what I'm getting there. That's how I feel, too. Um, yeah, I could see a case over running back, but, I mean, the interior O-line is just as speculative as the running back room, more so. But you don't I can have... make a better case for Dylan Edwards than anyone in the O-line room. I can make a better case for Alto than probably anyone in the interior O-line room. But you're adding, like, 80 combined starts from a few guys in the interior O-line that just weren't here sure. last year. Yeah, like they that's true. Way more experienced. Yeah. Ken says offensive That's tackle true. needs to be last. I, I, we can't put offensive tackle last just because of Jordan Seaton. It just it doesn't and, happen. And a returning starter from last year. Yes. And a couple like more experienced options from the portal. Mm -hmm. So are we good with the rankings in? Yeah, I think I think we nailed the top six. You know, I do think you can make an argument for linebacker over offensive tackle. 
There's um, a lot of young talent at linebacker that we haven't seen yet. That we haven't seen, and we still haven't given up completely on, you know, Kennedy and Bentley. Mm-hmm. It's just Seton outweighs those guys by a mile, man. Like, it's not even close. So That's I, what I'm saying. Yeah, I it just can't don't be think. Last. Uh-uh. No. Um, but, I mean, all those positions, that, that back six needs to really be addressed and fixed up. Business no Buff says safeties need to be above cornerbacks. Honestly, 6 to 10 INTs came from safeties. That's a good point. They did create a lot of turnovers, but moving forward, I feel like we have better pedigree in the cornerback room with two five stars. There's some massive upside in that uh, corner room, and you have the best corner in the country, which really makes, I mean... That makes a huge difference, man, when you power rank these. Having the best corner in the entire country, that's got to make a... I mean, that's got to mean something. Can we see the rankings one more time, Melissa? Cornerback's at three. It's perfect. Do we move interior line up? I feel like that's the only holdup we have here. No. We're good? I, I don't think you can move it over running back. All right. There it is, then. So judging Locked by that in. list, biggest needs from you're working bottom to up here for biggest needs. Yep. So tight end, edge, interior D line, and linebacker. A lot of defense. And right tackle. Right tackle, sure. Um you really gotta do some work on that front seven. Yes. You really gotta do some work. Edge, you need like four. Interior D line, you need like four. Linebackers, you're gonna need a couple at least, you know. You Gotta, gotta, gotta get that figured out. You give you give this coaching staff a dominant front seven, a bunch of dogs to get after it with best cornerback in the country covering your butt back there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be some stuff to do. All right. Well, let's talk about those needs because they've already started addressing them. Yes. We have another visitor that's come through today. But first, a shout-out to our friends... Over at Prize Picks, um, guys, we've got a new partner here. Yes. Shout out to Prize Picks for hopping on as a presenting sponsor. It's great um, stuff. Prize Picks is, sorry, let me pull up this read, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Um, with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials. League, basically what you're doing on prize picks, you're picking more or less on stats. Assists, rebounds, points, yards. I love that. All, all kinds in of on stuff. More on Jokic rebounds, always. Yep. More on Cortland Sutton receiving yards. Yep. Samaje Pirine receiving yes, yards. Sir. Javante Williams rushing yards. And then if I can, I love putting more on any quarterback rushing yards. That's, That's a sneaky jam. great one. That's my jam. That's a great right one, too. Um, so there are some of our picks. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entire series or your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Uh, that's for football and basketball. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Boom. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy par- platform with an injury insurance policy. Uh, go to prizepicks.com slash DMVR. Use the code DMVR for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's prizepicks.com slash DMVR. And use code DMVR, daily fantasy sports, 
made easy. Nicely done, also, huh? Nicely done. Thank you, man. Nicely done. And then our great friends over at Game Time. Let's go. <clears throat> it is basketball season in full swing right now. Maybe yeah. you want to go to a bowl game. Maybe you're in a warm weather city and all of a sudden you got a December college football game yeah. that you want to go to. Hit up our friends over at Game Time. When you're home, is there any chance of a New Mexico Bowl sighting? I'm not going to New Mexico. Oh, duh. I, should. I know that. I know that. But Sorry. I don't know if Utah has a bowl. No, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. I think the New Mexico Bowl is this weekend anyway. It's a great game to go to. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun matchup. <laughs> it's literally the most electric football played on that field every year. That's fun. They had a good season this year, man. Yeah, they did. New all. Mexico they fired State. their head coach. Well, New Mexico State. No one cares about the Aggies. They're in the New Mexico Bowl. Oh, are they? Yeah. See, now oh, it's going to be crazy. Now your then. interest <laughs> is peaked. They're playing Fresno State. What a game. Both coaches out for health reasons. So it's uh, for the Gipper game. Oh, college football like, is incredible. Guys, these are the kind of things game time offers you. You sign up, you go to the New Mexico Bowl, you're like, holy shit, both these teams are playing for their coach. Yep. Crazy. Do it. Only at game time. So there you go. Um, download the game time app, create an account, use that promo code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk recruiting, Dre. Recruiting season. It's that time of year, my man. Sure is. Um, and the defensive side of the ball is getting all the focus this weekend. Yesterday, we talked about former Liberty defensive back Preston Hodge. Um, he just entered the portal a few days ago, and then he was offered by CU yesterday. He was very, very productive at Liberty, one of the most productive defensive backs in the G5. 48 tackles, three TFLs, eight passes defense, one forced fumble, two INTs, and a pick six. Not bad. He's coming today. He's coming indeed, huh? He is here, basically. He's here. He's here. He's but here. he's going to visit A&M tomorrow. Don't love that. No, but he's still coming to check it out. Who are the other schools in the mix? Is all, Auburn in the mix? That's my question. All Adam Gorney of Rivals just posted a graphic today saying he's visiting Colorado today, A&M tomorrow. Huh. That's all we know. Texas kid, junior. Mm-hmm. So one year of eligibility. Yeah, he uh, came in from JUCO two years ago, I believe. Maybe two years then. I think he played at Liberty in 22. Oh, okay. But they're coming off an amazing season, 13-0. Yeah, best G5. We'll be a playoff team this time next year. That's exactly right. So, I mean, that'd be an incredible get. He's projected at safety? Um, I think so. More of a do-it-all DB? Yeah, I mean, kind of a Roderick Wardis yeah, yeah, situation yeah. where you yeah. can move him around just kind of where you need him. Yeah. Obviously, we just went through it. I mean, we're pretty deep at safety. We've got some top guys that we mm -hmm. already are expecting a lot from. Plus... Mm. Uh, Jaden Miller Jones. Yeah, right, right. Okay. And I mean, how many of these athletes are gonna find their permanent home at safety? Right, like Draylon Draylon Miller. That could entirely be where he settles in. Is that safe? Cam Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what Cam Michael was primarily being recruited as was a defensive back at college. Well, that speed. Yeah, I mean, um, like next guy, 
We talked about him last time you did this show with me when we did our portal wish list a few weeks ago. Yeah. Aeneas Peebles, uh, Duke defensive lineman. He's down to five schools. We're doing transfer portal top fives now. Oh, man. What, what a, a day. Time. What a time. I love it. Those five are Louisville, Missouri, Virginia Tech, SMU, and Colorado. Interesting group. Pretty interesting group. We'll I like see the bus he, chances. I do, too. Um, Does he want immediate playing time, you know? That's one of the big selling points the Buffs will have. On I'd imagine side. so. He was a senior last year. I think this is a grad transfer. Yeah, so he has to. Last season for the Blue Devils, 40 tackles, four sacks, one forced fumble, uh, eight and a half tackles for a loss. He also had two pass breakups and four quarterback hits. Yeah, pretty productive guy. So he's at least in the mix. We'll see if he takes a visit this weekend. Next guy... One of our one of our own. We already mentioned his name today. Anthony Hankerson's found a home. He's gonna play at Oregon State with Van Wells. I love the shout out that yep. Coach Prime gave him on Twitter saying they got a dog. Yep. I loved seeing that. Um which is kind of exactly what you'd expect. Um, but it's great to see that with this class of players, the guys who've been with him a year mm-hmm. getting that love when they're going, you yep. know. Uh, Tank was going on a visit to Oregon State as well. So it could be three former buffs that end up staying in the, are we still calling it the Pac-12, Pac-2, Pacific Mountain Athletic Coastal Conference? As long as they play basketball, let's call it the Pac-12. We'll deal with the intricacies (laughs) of a new name once basketball season's over, okay? Promise? All right, I like that. Good. Um, So yesterday, last night, Coach Kelly was out doing his thing, man. He's uh, been doing a lot of recruiting, a lot of uh, in-house visits. Uh-huh. Our guy Mantrez Walker, I don't know if you've uh, been around when we've talked about him, but he's a 2025 linebacker out of Buford High School. Three-star uh-huh. player, was committed to Michigan at one point. Uh-huh. Coach Kelly in-house visited with him, and he wasn't done there. He went to Buford High School and offered like five kids scholarships. Love that. Um, the most notable being... Defensive lineman Bryce Petty Wright, who is a five-star in the 2026 class. Not bad. What position, sorry? Defensive lineman. That's huge. They also offered 2025 three-star Jordan Allen. Um, They also offered 2026 linebacker CJ Sibley. uh, 2026 defensive lineman James Morrow. And that's it. But they're tapping into one of the hotbeds in the southeastern part of the country. Yeah. You like that. And, I mean, those three stars, what, what could they be rated on a couple of years, you know? Exactly. So um, you love to see that. That's kind of a trend. They were doing that last year where it was like, oh, yeah, they landed in a high school in Alabama and, like, four guys got yep. an offer. Exactly. Yeah. But this is the... Last year's number one recruiter in the country doing work. One of the best high schools in the country. You love to see it. Yeah, it's huge. Really important. Um, Last piece I got today, Elijah Melendez, another guy we've talked about, a linebacker from Osceola High School in Kissimmee, Florida, 247 Sports Composite, four-star, 2025 player, but he put out a top eight. A bunch of blue bloods. Penn State, Miami, Alabama, Ohio State, USC, Georgia, Michigan, and CU. My goodness. How about that? Wow, pretty crazy. What a time. 
Yeah, that list alone really tells you where the buffs have come in this short prime era. And then last one, another visit this weekend. Uh, right before we went live, Adam Monster Tiger published this on Buff Stampede. <sighs> you guys ready? Let's do it. Chidozi and Wonquo. Woo! Yeah? Edge from Houston? Defensive lineman from Houston. <laughs> Big time. Good job. Big thank job, you, Jake. You. Chat, if you have notes, uh, give it to <laughs> him. But we more or less approved of that off air uh, before going Shidozi on the show. and Wonquo. Good job, man. <laughs> Love it. A uh, little undersized. Listed at 5'11", 295. He plays defensive line. But last year had 25 tackles, 5 TFLs. He had a sack. Um, he also had a blocked kick. He's coming to visit this weekend, though. You love that. So they are working on a defensive line. I'm sure we'll see sometime soon tomorrow. Thank you, chat. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> what do you think is going to be the mix? Like 50-50 uh, true freshman uh, transfer kind of upperclassmen for that edge room? Uh, like all the guys who have entered the portal from Ohio State and Georgia? Is that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, I just... They're already going after some transfers. We talked about the Duke kid, the Houston kid. You expect that to be more 75% transfers? Uh, in the edge room? Yeah. Uh, a room yeah, like that, you got to kind of rebuild from the... Look, I think you need to at least get two transfer edges, maybe even three, um, that are veterans that can come in and just be like, all right, this guy is going to compete for a starting job right away. If not, just plug and play, be the starter. Right. I do think Arden Walker could be could emerge as a starter. JD and Nick Williams were very high on him at the end of last year. DV Harris is a guy who came in and did some things at times. So yeah, yeah, I feel you. I worry about DV, but you know, maybe not being big enough. But yeah, I mean, it's. It was one of their weaknesses going into last year, and it still is right now. Yeah, but for sure. We'll see what emerges this weekend. Raheem Sanders hit the portal? Yeah, he already committed, too. Didn't Nuts. he go to another SEC Arkansas school? Arkansas to yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, he went from a Razorback to a Gamecock. Crazy. Um. Oh, actually, one more thing. Let's do it. So we were talking about who could be the next to commit to Colorado yesterday. And Ryan threw out Will Shepard. He still hasn't committed. We don't know where he's going yet. But he put out the picture, uh, the iconic screen grab of LeBron James sitting in the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, where is it? In Florida or? Oh, gosh. Wherever he did the decision. Yeah, I think it's somewhere like in around Canton or Akron. Oh, that's right. It was in Ohio, I think. Uh -huh. Anyways, he tweeted out that screenshot. And has still not made a decision. So I thought when he said that we were close, like it was going to follow up. All right, 30 minutes. Here's where I'm going. No, we're still waiting. It's, it's great. The vibes feel really good around this world. Not bad. I just worry about that booster in the SEC who with his wife made the decision to put all their Christmas <laughs> the money South into, Carolina guy. Yeah, into you know, Will Shepard recruiting. You know what's funny Instead about that, of Christmas though? gifts, you know? I like that. Did you see that they actually got a Vandy receiver, though? South Carolina? Did they? Yeah. It wasn't Will Shepard, though. Oh, jeez. So the guy got his wish. Um, I feel bad for those kids. <laughs> Like, South Carolina football is just not worth giving up. 
your Christmas gifts for? Jaden McGowan. That's who it was. Yeah. So they got one of them, but yeah, those poor kids. Poor kids, man. At I'm least you got Jaden McGowan. Good job. Way to go, Dad. <laughs> you ready to get into all the spiciness from yesterday, Dre? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Shout out to our great friends <laughs> at Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck beers here at DMVR. The beer of the month here at the DMVR bar is the Christmas Ale, Andre. Are you feeling in the Christmas spirit? Yeah, and I love the Christmas Ale. It's dope. It's good stuff. It is great. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery has a ton of great beers. You can try some of our favorites. The Mountain Beach Sour, the Avalanche Amber, the Fun Slinger, or just the Broncos Country Pale Ale. They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Uh, to find some Breck Brew near you, check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com. And then also our great friends at Olipop. And Dre is, what, what do you got over there? I'm a full-blown addict. I saw these out in the wild over the weekend, you know, with the girls. We went on a shopping trip to Target. Uh-huh. It's basically where we go every other day, you know, just drop $200 at Target <laughs> on stuff we don't need. <laughs> yep. Um... I'm enjoying a Dr. Goodwin. When I saw these at Target over the week, I just started salivating. Um, wow, I, you're in deep. I am in deep. I think my power rankings are. <laughs> Let's hear them. Orange soda. Okay, good it's, one. It's like orange. It's like healthy orange crush, and Classic. I'm all in, all in on the Broncos. Yeah, like, come on, that's Denver sports history. Root beer, cream soda, grape. Original Cola, then Dr. Goodwin. Wow. I got to get in on some of these other ones. I've tried Cherry Vanilla. I'm trying to figure out where that ranks yet. Uh, there's a lot of flavors. They're good stuff. And I'm told it's good for me. Yeah, only uh, three to five or two to five grams of sugar from natural sources in every can. You wouldn't think they're sweet. They're and yummy. also nine grams of prebiotic stray could help your gut health. I need it. I need it, no <laughs> doubt. I need that big time. It's why I eat all those bananas, you know? That's true. So big Lollipop, banana guy. Thank you. you need, don't they have a banana soda, too? Have they you got do, in on that? They do. I've, I've heard mixed reviews. Okay. So I've just held back because I, I don't want everything I've done with Olipop thus far. is has been a hit. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So I'm, I'm just holding off so I'm in the right mind space. Uh, come to our tailgates. We've got Olipop there. Or use the code DMVR20 for 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkolipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including King Supers, Safeway, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. Oh, baby. So, woo! wasn't Alyssa producing the show the last couple days? Why is everyone yeah. so hyped Alyssa's back? This has been back since Tuesday. No, am I getting the? Am I missing something? Alyssa? Well, we had Yaya harassing Monday. people on Monday, oh, no. yeah. not harassing people. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, this is back and fully locked in, though. No doubt, no doubt. All right. <laughs> oh boy. So episode three of Coach Prime came out last night. If you haven't seen it already, um, my favorite episode thus far. We watched this one last week at the premiere. And it's all about Nebraska and CSU week. I mean, the weeks that define the season. Right? Yes, pretty much. Um, we went through the whole Nebraska thing, the midfield stuff, the Shador, all that stuff that went on. 
And then we get the CSU week. Yeah. And we get to Jay Norvell talking about Coach Prime's mom saying that he wasn't raised to speak to adults <laughs> with his hat and sunglasses on. Okay. <laughs> we go th- I, think, I think in a legal reconstruction, I think you just you maybe jumped a shark there. <laughs> Coach Norvell said the thing about hats and glasses. Yes. Without speaking directly about Coach Prime's mom. Just let, let the setup unfold. Okay. Don't jump the shark. Oh, go ahead, right? then. You, okay. What did I miss? No, I mean, he did He did specifically say that about Coach Prime's right, mom. Right, right, He said, you know, when I speak to adults... Yeah. You know, I... I take off my hats and sunglasses, right, is what right, he said. Right. Totally. Which, um... Good for you. I do business <laughs> meetings dressed like this, and I don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, I was just talking off air. I, I could not care less about exterior appearance right mm-hmm. yeah you're a poor speller fuck if i care is your content good that's what matters to me okay now now continue i just wanted to <laughs> clarify that anyways we finally got to hear after everything that happened in that game henry yeah. blackburn knocking travis hunter out on a vicious late hit um the crazy comeback for csu oh yeah the overtime uh-huh what happened game day yeah game day all, all of that it. stuff all of it what happened at midfield between Coach Prime and Jay Norvell? As the students are rushing the field and yep. overtime has been won. Yep. Uh, our great, great friend and co-host, Ryan Konigsberg, RK, <laughs> tweeted this out. Let's play it, Alyssa. <laughs> and in this video, are we going to hear Shador first? Oh, yeah. You, I think you hear Shador in this, a, too. Yes. Listen for Shador first, and then... It's okay. It's coming. You guys are all hyped about Alyssa. Just chill out. So, you talking about my mama dog, <laughs> one of the great quotes about all time. Incredible. Incredible quote. Also, Shador at the beginning is saying, don't put your hands on him. Don't shake his hand. Don't give him a hug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this gets posted. That tweet gets posted. Yeah. And then who else? But Kim Norvell, Jay Norvell's wife, the head coach of CSU football, yes. sees this on Twitter yes. and decides she has to say something about it. Do you yep. know what she says? Yeah. Shador acted like a B, <laughs> otherwise a bitch. <laughs> right. We when, can, we can, she chose not to, but we can say it on this podcast. There right. you go. Yeah. So she said Shador acted like a bitch when Jay turned his back after trying to talk to his dad had held up his watch. The wife of a Division One head football coach calling yeah. a 20, 21 year old kid a bitch. Yeah, it wasn't awesome. It wasn't not a super duper look for. Uh, I mean, it's not a super duper look for these two, you know, the two highest paid public employees of the state of Colorado and this all unfolding uh, months after. And it's really not a great look for Kim. 
No, it's not a great look for CSU at all. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, look, I think Prime stood on business, and I think that's what you expect out of him. He's not going to pull any punches. He's not going to mess around. Uh, basically, you mess with the bull, you get the horns type of thing. Yeah. You're talking about my mama, dog. You're talking about my mama. Uh, but yeah, Kim Norvell went off last night. Yeah. It was a she, very interesting night on Twitter. She didn't stop after one. No. There was uh, many, 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 many tweets. Many tweets. Yeah. Not that are all awesome. deleted now. Good. Good. That's great. You guys, uh, you guys all have nights on Twitter like that sometimes, and I'm just like, oh, uh, boy. Just got to cringe through it, you know? I feel like I've been okay on Twitter recently. You're pretty good. You're I pretty stand good. on business, too, though. <laughs> you do stand on business. <laughs> you do stand on business. Yeah. Um, but they stoked the flames for a game that's nine months out that was already kind of circled for both teams. Man, CU and Buff Nation are going to go in there, take over that stadium, and they're going to beat the hell out of the Rams next year. I wonder if game day will be back again. They got to. They've now, got to. You know, that was the sentiment going into the game last year as well. Yeah. It's rivalry games. They mean a little more. We need to have a, a game day segment with Coach Prime and Coach Norvell just sitting on opposite sides of the table. That's what we need. We're available. Studio's available, guys. You want to <laughs> talk this yeah, out? Yeah, if they want to do it here, too. Yep, we can just set yep, them right here in these chairs. We can absolutely do that. I can't believe that game and the Nebraska game will be Fort Collins and Lincoln. Huh? Yeah, both of them at home this year, and we're on the road both next year. Boy. Get ready. Get ready. Oh, man. <laughs> we thought it was spicy before. Man, it's going to be spicy, spicy, spicy. Jeez Louise. Um, but, yeah, we'll table this. Uh, <laughs> we'll table this talk for another time. You like the rivalry? You like the spice? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've. I feel like I have a unique perspective on this rivalry just because last year was really my only exposure to it. Well, I've seen I the mean, debate plenty, and I know the history. Years, I've been rolling my eyes at the rivalry. Last year, it felt like the first time in a long while since the early 2000s where they really were like, oh, shit, this is why you guys hate each other. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, I love the hate. Yeah, I love the... No, I mean, it's college what college football is about. Yeah. There you go. Jinx. Exactly. So... But it does feel like we're expecting CU to be a lot better next year, right? Yeah. And they're recruiting at a much higher level than they already were last year. This team's going to be better. I don't see CSU matching up in that regards with the recruiting. Yeah, I mean, early. It is early. Early to Very say. Very early. But on paper, you would think so. I can't wait for this game, though. Oh, man. We need to, whoever's listening out there, we need to get a watch endorsement going for DMVR for that week. Something. That way we can just throw it up all week oh, long. Man. I can't wait. That's going to be a crazy one. Yeah, and we're already stoking the flames in <laughs> mid-December. I mean, we didn't do anything. Well, I guess Ryan did. <laughs> yeah. No, Ryan. <laughs> He's just posting content, though. Kim, Kim shouldn't, shouldn't have been in as I much mean, as... Yeah. Um, my advice to Kim Norvell would be if you have spicy takes, start a podcast. 
way easier to not get caught on your spicy takes on a pod than on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, tweets, they kind of last forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> well, podcasts, I mean, you know, have fun searching through the hours of it, you know? <laughs> That's why if you see any of my AP rants, that's why I save them for podcasts. <laughs> right. so shout out to our guys. Yeah, and then you had an epic uh, Pearl Street interview. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to explain that one? But, uh, yeah, I'll explain it to you. So when we did our uh, like my interview thing, they asked me a ton of questions, right? Yeah, and this was. I want to say right after the USC or right before the USC game. Uh huh. So about halfway through the season. Um, Fridays for me, just for context, during game week, I, I work. We have a pregame show. Like, there's stuff to do. Uh, draft pod, all kinds of stuff. I don't get to go down to Pearl Street and participate in the stampede. Uh-huh. Have not been able to. <laughs> so, anyways, they asked me what the Pearl Street stampede was. Uh-huh. And I, uh, I faked it till I made it and I gave them an answer. Wow. I was like, wow, all right. Well, I kind of made it through. They put it in the show, Dre. I can't believe that. Yes. That of all the questions, that's the one they used. Yes. Terrible. I told them, I was like, I've never been, but I can kind of describe <laughs> it for you. And they're like, yeah, sure, that works. <laughs> but maybe that was a better description than what, and you know, like the people watching it for the most part, they haven't been either. I mean, true. So might might just have been the, the best explanation for a casual, you know? So, anyways, yeah, never been to the Stampede. Um, I know plenty about it, of course, but I'm there talking about the Stampede in the Coach Prime documentary. Like I've been there for forever, <laughs> like, like Ryan a has. Twenty year vet, yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> I love that. But great insights, great insights by you. Thank Jake. you. Yeah, good job. I had uh, quite a few appearances in episode three. I got to throw up the sh- throw up the Shador and everything, oh bro. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Incredible! <laughs> what a time! Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Peggy right. doesn't let work keep her from the stampede. I think Peggy's been retired for a few years now. <laughs> she better she better be. She's ninety eight. You know, like I need Peggy to be retired. I mean, look, all love to the stampede, but. I'd rather do the pregame show with Ryan and Neely on Friday nights. I mean, that's sorry. My, I think a lot guy. of people would rather me do that as well. So That's my guy right there. That's my guy. Absolutely. Shout out to our friends at Shady Rays. Uh, wow, what a fitting placement for this one. If you want to piss off the Rams fans and Jay Norvell and Kim Norvell, head on over to Shady Rays Yeah. and right. get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. They've got hundreds of combinations, strong, durable frames, and clear polarized optics. Every pair backed by their lost and broken replacement program. Even if you don't like your Shady Rays, uh, you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Again, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Um, so piss off the Rams fans. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. You were talking about my mama, dog. <laughs> And then our great friends at Breck Distillery. You a Breck Distillery fan? Yeah. Have you tried Sweet. the... What is it, Alyssa? Do you remember? It's like the espresso vodka or something like that? Oh, I have tried that. Yeah. I, I mean, I once was down for an entire tasting at the bar. It's pretty epic. Pretty epic. It's delicious. I had to, I had to pump the brakes at one point and be like, okay. Well, <laughs> it's like two in the afternoon. I've got some meetings <laughs> after this, but... 
Delightful stuff. Yep. Delightful stuff. Uh, they are the world's highest, highest distillery, founded in 2008. Most widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high rye mash, American-style whiskey. They also got their Broncos Blizzard. That's their new vodka commemorating the first white alternate Broncos helmets. Come try them at our tailgates. Come try their Reiki seltzers here at the DMVR bar. Breckenridge Distillery products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer uh, at BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery, award-winning Breckenridge spirits. Operate anywhere. Nailed it. Way to go. We did it. <laughs> What's up, chat? What do you guys want to talk about? Oh, wow. Justin's asking, does Tyler Brown start? I think so. You think? I think so. I think if we fielded, had to field a team today, I think Tyler Brown is your starting center. Today, yes. By week one, week zero, my money would be on no. On who? On no. Oh, I no. think, uh, you know, the th three guys they've brought in on the interior already have a tad of a leg up right now. I mean, look, we're all huge Tyler Brown fans here. Yeah, absolutely. But they've brought in multiple guards. Yeah. That's his position that he was projected to start at this year before this whole waiver nonsense came through. Three left guards. He's the fourth. And then we have Zelinskis at center, who kind of was just the plug-and-play guy last year when Van couldn't go. Right. So that's five guys for three spots. I think, yeah, if I'm projecting out to the season, I would right now have him on the outside looking in. No, I mean, he's completely reshaped his body from the guy who was at Jackson State, and he was yes. a hell of a left guard at Jackson State, yep. you know, so. All swack. It'll be really interesting to see. You just love that they have all that depth. I mean, the interior offensive line is really great right now, yeah. especially compared to where we were just three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely. I mean, the guards were the weakest spot in the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Eric asks, what dark horse do you see Colorado getting to flip? Dark horse, that's tough, man. Because um, the two guys that are the leaders are obviously Boo Carter and Jaquan McCroy. Boo yeah. Carter committed to Tennessee, McCroy committed to Oregon. Right. Um, we can throw CL3's name out there, Charles Lester III. Yeah. He yeah. did commit to FSU back in the summer. Uh, had The buffs were right there. He came out here right. multiple times. <clears throat> um, King's still uncommitted, so he doesn't count. King Joseph Edwards is still uncommitted. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's a dark horse, but my money would be on McRoy. I, I think he's coming. I, I just think the opportunity at right tackle is going to be quite enticing. Yep. So. Ryan yep. talks about it too, though, but starting two true freshmen at the tackles, yeah, makes me a little nervous, not going to lie. Yeah, it makes you nervous now when they're sophomores and juniors in a couple of years and they're like the best uh, pass rush, you know, offensive tackle in the country. They've got 20 games plus started yeah, already. Right. Yeah, right. Like you're going to love that. Um, it's just a matter of coaching, man. Like where can you have those true freshmen at? Right. By conference play starting. That's really what matters. We'll see what Phil Lowell has for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, What's next? Ron's asking, forget the visit to assigned. 
Um, I mean, signing day is not till the 20th for recruits. And then, I mean, for the transfers who have committed, um, I don't really know when they, like, officially enroll. If mm -hmm. it's, like, scattered, I guess. Like, they kind of do it on their own time before the semester or if there's, like, a day. So I think that's the best I can answer that question right now. No one is technically signed i don't think at least right. the freshman once that happens it'll be real nice though <clears throat> warren p with the super chat just because with the deuces appreciate you man thank you for your support yeah technically the transfers would have had to sign right see i don't know because there's we even had guys like last year marshawn Nealand. he was coming in from western michigan uh -huh. and we thought he was on the he had a locker in the locker room and stuff and then he just left went back to Mich uh, western michigan we had a few guys also that committed and flipped uh, as transfers as well. Um, so, I mean, the transfer portal is just the Wild West, bro. It's kind of just like do whatever you want at this know, point. But eventually, once you get to the program and you've committed, you're going to have to sign something to be on that scholarly and make that official. Right. Like, they're going to have to enroll in the school. Yeah. I just don't know if there's like a transfer. I don't think there's a transfer signing day. Where right. It's like right, right. No, they no, sit no, all no. the transfers right. down and sign on the dotted line, you know? Right. Okay. What's up, Sean? Is asking. There's a Colorado-based watch company called Vortis's Watch Company that might be down for sponsoring DMVR. Get on it, Dre. Okay, we'll <laughs> we'll put in some work. <laughs> uh, Robbie's asking. JD McClendon, Taj Alston, and Rod Ward declared for the draft after Zay Weaver. Who do you think will get drafted the highest? Great question. It's got to be Zay, right? Zay, yeah, Zay. Who it's you... between Zay and Jordan, right? But yeah, I'd give the edge to Zay significantly. Um, his game just really translates. You know, he's really savvy. His hands are good. He gets open. He's got a good combination of size and speed. Like, he belongs in the NFL. Jordan belongs as well. Last year was disappointing. And um, the explosiveness, the bend, you know, kind of like some of those higher-end traits that really make a great edge rusher. He falls a bit short of, so while the production has been there at times, he's also older, mm -hmm. which doesn't help. Yeah. So I, I would say Zay. I'd probably say Zay and JD again. Rod Ward's kind of a wild card just because he did play. He made some starts. I just don't know if he has enough like P5 film to really I entice. Like NFL teams for selection. Yeah, and those jack of all trade DBs, like they're awesome to watch and they do so much. I don't think they're valued highly. I, I mean, think they're seen as very like run of the mill in the NFL, man. Well, just safety position in general has been yeah, devalued yeah. so much. 100%. 100%. Good question, though. Is A top 50? Is that too rich? I think that's too rich just because of how loaded the wide receivers are. Top 100. I think that's the range you're starting to think about them in. Yeah, for sure. Like, especially if the combine, you know, performs well, is running like a low 4-5, stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think you could start thinking of top, top 100. Jasmine asks if we're surprised that there hasn't been more CU players entering the portal. And do you expect more portal entrance after spring ball? Uh, first question, no, I'm not really surprised just because they brought in so many transfers last year that 
there's only so many guys who can immediately enter the portal and get that eligibility for next year. It's what you and Ryan were talking about where like the more likely guys were going to be the guys that were holdovers from the Carl Durrell era. And that's exactly what we saw. Those guys got out real early and mm -hmm. then it's kind of settled down. Yep. Um, the freshmen could also, last year's freshmen also have immediate eligibility to right. transfer to. Right. Yep. We saw Kaysen Wiseman enter the portal. Yep. Um, he was buried on the depth chart at quarterback. He was a Sean Lewis commit. Right. That's the only like guy who came in last year, freshman, that has entered the portal so far. After spring ball, definitely. I think some guys will absolutely enter the portal. Yeah, last year that was massive. That was the big exodus. And this that's also when guys who like transferred in in the winter re-entered the portal. Right. Because they figured out it wasn't going to work here. Yeah. Uh, Damien asked, do you think Bishop Thomas will get looks at tight end this year? He had some in high school and was a problem. He was. He has one of the oh. dopest highlight tapes, high school highlight tapes I've ever oh, seen. We know, Damien. We've talked about <laughs> yes. it. And when Bishop had that, he had like a play at fullback, I think the game after we talked about it on the episode. His tight end highlights mm. are awesome. Bishop has so much talent. He just, it just needs to be figured out and be consistent with his conditioning and play and everything, you know? Um, didn't hurt that he got, <laughs> didn't help that he got hurt last year as well. Um, but a guy who I think needs to get a bit stronger also. And just, as you said, consistency. Yeah. Super chat from Mark, uh, still thinks you needs a game breaking running back thoughts. I still believe in ultimate Caskill's ability. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, Dylan Edwards, like. Yeah, he's undersized, but in modern college football, that's a guy who can get 20 touches a game, no problem. Right. And yeah, um, between those two alone, I think you've got some game-breaking ability in year two, you know? We did just get a portal entry. Shout out to Sean for letting us know. Owen Westemeyer. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> um, I believe this is a walk-on Well, from last year. All the walk-ons, you know? A lot of walk-ons have entered the portal. I know. That just doesn't free up any scollies. No. So it's kind of a non-factor. Uh, Sean, again, do you all expect more portal entrance nationwide after the ruling yesterday? See, did you hear... Did we talk about this? No. So did you see that, like, an Ohio judge ruled or, like, put up a restraining order that for the next 14 days, if your eligibility... If you haven't been able to get a waiver for eligibility... It's now waived. Like, there's an ASU guy on the hoops team who's allowed to play for the next 14 days, but he didn't get a waiver for eligibility. But after those 14 days, he kind of just, depending on the lawsuit, how that, because they have another court date on the 27th, how that oh, goes, he could be allowed to play or not play. It's not good. Man. It's a disaster. Yeah, that's really not good. They have to figure this out. Like, what is even the point of the NCAA if we just do not have a governing body for these sports? It's frustrating, man. I could, I can't imagine being a kid stuck in these kind of situations. Um, just with the way that it's gone for basketball, I don't think we'll see more portal entries because of this. Because it sounds like it's literally for this 14-day period. So maybe if you're on a team who's got a bowl game in that 14-day period and you've been ruled ineligible, mm -hmm. you could be able to play if you're ready to. Right. But I don't think you'll see people entering the portal specifically because of that. Mm. 
Anything else today? That's it. Good stuff. Appreciate you, Dre. You, man. You made it through, bro. We did it. We did it. Come on. Shout out to you guys, chat. Um, Dre or someone will be here sitting next to me tomorrow. Or maybe not sitting next to me. Maybe virtually. Who knows? Who knows? Anything is possible. Tune in tomorrow. Skull Buffs. Silly like the mayor, 